I came <coughs> off Instagram um, yeah. probably for like three months earlier this year, okay. and it's the best physically, mentally, and spiritually yeah. I've felt in a long time. Because, and I think we're so like <coughs> social media again, and the internet in general, and the age that we're in. We, we completely ignore like our emotions and our body because we're like we must be on all the time. Uh, what do you think of uh, people that say burnout is like a mind is a mindset? Oh, fuck it? off! Would be nice <laughs> and more doesn't equal better. Mm. It's a law of diminishing returns. That's the word I was looking for. So, <laughs> at what point? What's your peak point of right? If I work that amount, I'm going to get the most value, yeah. and then work out where that point for you. And if that is six days, great. If that's four, great. Yeah. Matt, okay, you go into a restaurant and you say, right, I'm paying one fee, but you feed me for life. Oh, That's yeah, the, yeah. it devalues the product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Today's episode is a special one. It's from the Creative Waffle Podcasting Tour of 2019 all around the UK. This is my chat with uh, Matt Roth and Laura from Nifty Fox Creative. It's a really, really honest chat, really open chat. We talk a lot about contracts, we talk a lot about licensing, uh, we have a really good discussion around uh, burnouts and how to deal with it. And there's, there's an amazing list of things that I've taken from this episode and I've put it into a blog post, um, which is also linked down in the comments. So please do go and check that out if you, if you want the speedy version of this episode, if you want a, a blog version of it, all the key points I think. Um, other key points so yeah um really good episode of the podcast i mean just these two people are, are two people that really impacted my design career and opened me up to so many things and helped me out really massively and become really good friends of mine so uh, i really hope you enjoy this episode with my two good friends matt and laura and uh, yeah uh, i'll see you at the end of the podcast uh, please do check us out on social media at creative waffle at cwc waffle podcast on twitter uh, and yeah share around with friends and i'll see you at the end thanks so, welcome to the podcast. Thanks again. for having me, guys. Good hey, to see welcome. you. Yeah. When was our first podcast? It must have been last year. One after, of the early ones. Uh, we met at Birmingham Design Festival, didn't we? Um, we were all like a rabbit in headlights then. Yeah, um, I imagine. Because we met Draplin and I lost it. I cried, <laughs> I hugged him, I kissed him. I didn't really know what to do. Literally, like, that's all he's ever talked yeah, about since you yeah. went to that. <laughs> Such a nice man. Uh, yeah. But yeah, probably like July, August last year. Yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's, it's, it's interesting to see how everyone's developed since. Yeah, sure. And, and yeah. follow everyone on social media because it's uh, it's yeah, it's just exciting to see what's what's going on in everyone's mm-hmm. lives. And once you know someone in person, it is it sort of solidates that that relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've met obviously met loads of people on the podcast, but once I've chatted to someone in person mm-hmm. and had a drink with them or gone out with them and, and, yeah. and, and spent time with them in person, it's just feels more real when well, it is more yeah. real. Mm-hmm. It's more of a real connection. Yeah. So yeah, it's good to. I would have joined you. you on your uh, like Sheffield tour last night but as I say like 12 hour day was not in the mood <laughs> to then go out fine. drinking in the middle of the that's show. absolutely fine no well, worries I went to Weatherspoons with Drew afterwards and I drew King yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and and there was this woman in there and bring on Weatherspoons where's this going yeah yeah, yeah. 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 No, no. Okay. <laughs> so someone dropped a glass outside and they got a, they were obviously a bit drunk and she fell over in the glass and, and there's Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. And her back was pouring with blood, and oh, it was like a really deep cut. It's like mm. deep dark red. Jesus. Um, so, yeah, it's a good intro to the podcast. Isn't I was going to say, yeah, uh, came to Sheffield. Somebody, welcome to Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slice himself open the glass. But you describe that like such a design. It was deep dark red Pantone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pantone one three six. RGB color. I know, nice. Yeah. So, what do you want to talk about then, guys? I'm, I'm quite open to. Well, that. You, we just, you just said before the show uh, you want to talk about burnout. 
Yeah, I think mm. a bit of burnout, a bit of imposter syndrome, all the, yeah, the juicy definitely. ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, start really. I mean, would it be helpful for people to know What's who, your experience who, who, the bloody, well, oh, who I am as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who true. are you? <laughs> um, hi, uh, everybody, I'm Laura Evans. I run a company called Nifty Fox Creative, and I'm a visual storyteller, mm-hmm. which. Um, as we all know, it's a bit of a wanky way of saying <laughs> that I basically help academic researchers and businesses mm. use the power of pictures to explain really complex ideas, simply engage audiences and demonstrate their impact. Brilliant. Um, nice. So when I first met Mark, I was doing more traditional like branding stuff, Right. but my background's actually in social research and oh, um, where right. I found my niche was my creative skills with my kind of research and communication skills. So mm. I now do like live illustration events, so mm-hmm. live scribing, uh, animation, rich pictures, infographics, and right. also visual thinking workshops. So teaching teaching people how to use visual tools mm. uh, to get shit done, essentially. Yeah. Um, and I think what I'd like to see uh, other designers do is actually a really marketable thing. This is my top tip. I'm revealing all of my trade secrets now. <laughs> is actually teaching people design thinking, which yes. obviously Google do, mm. but we rarely think that our creative process is something that people that are accountants or whatever could benefit from mm. and actually I've found that when I've got most kind of you most given most value to my clients yeah it's when I've taken them through the process right from the beginning and shown them how, a new way of doing things yeah um do you also find in terms of how people engage with your work it's always yeah. really about the process sometimes more yeah. than the actual final artwork which Absolutely. I find in mine yeah 100 percent. and mm. I think because I do a lot of work with academics mm. who are kind of scared of creative people because okay. they think they're kind of <laughs> uncontrollable and Quirky sort of and, yeah. they'll just get lost in the art actually it's helpful to show them you know I talk about formulas before mm. we started recording to show them I have this formula, it's tried and tested, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about your goals and what success looks like yeah. before we even think about design. Mm. Um, so in a nutshell, that's what I do. That's great. Cool. So, yeah. so, so take it to the other end of the spectrum, what was your experience with burnout? And burnout, okay. <laughs> uh, so I think creatively, I've, I've spoken before about I really burnt out about yeah three, four years ago and got glandular fever in bed for a year. It was like the worst wow. thing ever. Yeah. But that was because in my previous job I worked in higher education, mm. which I love because I do a lot of work with, with them now. But mm. at the time I was a really young manager trying to prove herself in an arena that I wasn't that engaged in. And I think all of that busy trying to prove myself, both professionally, you know, in the gym, crossfitting or whatever, mm. um, you know, tearing rotator cuffs or whatever, <laughs> trying to like clean and press at 50 miles an hour. Uh, just yeah absolutely had a massive meltdown really and that's why Nifty Fox started but I think burnout creatively I can absolutely see it and we were talking before about it, there's such a hustle culture and I know we see that and I see it all over Instagram all over Twitter mm. um, and even those that say oh hustle is bad you still hustle I don't see the rest yeah you know. It's sort of, um, I think there's a fear in doing that. Yeah. There's a fear of stopping or doing something different. Yeah. I mean, what the whole purpose of me coming on this podcast tour was to do something different, to step away from what I am known for originally. Yeah, for sure. And just try something else and actually help out a creative friend yeah. with what he was doing, which I think we should do more often anyway, because yeah, it can kind of put things into perspective for you yeah. about where you're at. And having these deep conversations as well has really definitely helped me. Um, but I totally agree with you. I think, um, do you think social media has had a massive impact in that compared to. Yeah, absolutely. Not it's the it word. I mean, I came <coughs> off Instagram um, mm. 
probably for like three months earlier this year okay. and it's the best physically mentally and spiritually mm. i've felt in a long time because i was focused on me and what i'm doing mm. not comparing myself yeah and yeah i need to do it for work and i find linkedin is way better for me for that because i'm actually sharing something with a purpose and not to get likes it's yes. to help other people right. whereas insta i love it for community building mm -hmm. as is twitter yeah um but the the temptation to mindlessly scroll yeah, we were talking is about this. just makes me want to shoot myself in the face mm. because whenever I notice I'm doing it, I've got an app on my phone that if I've been doing it for five minutes, it like pings, I'll find the name of it. Mm. Um, so I go, oh, right, I'll do something else. Okay. But like, I've read more books and, you know, gone to the gym more yeah. or gone for a walk. or But you're, you're right, finding these other creative outlets. And I think the reason why I wanted to talk about burnout is it, because I can probably feel myself going that way. So yes. if, I turn, if I talk about it, then I'm aware of the problem. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's that doing things differently that I would like a bit more of in my life. Because yeah. I have, it's, it's great to be busy and everybody says, oh, I'm busy. And you think, oh, great. But actually, I mean, if I'm reflecting on what busy means to me, am I busy with like purposeful, passionate, you know, things yeah, that yeah. I'm passionate about? Am I busy with stuff that's going to pay my bills? So mm. It's a different feel. It's kind of like a war with itself, yeah, isn't it? So, yeah. um, but sometimes, like you said, when we first walked in, you are your own boss. Yeah. You choose what you do exactly. and how you spend your time. Yeah. But I think a lot of that comes from, obviously, it's pressure from pressure. the industry yeah. that we're in. And try and keep up with everybody and try and be, not recognised, but be relevant yeah, and be somebody sure. that you know is part of that network. Mm. And actually, sometimes it really doesn't matter. We're mm. all on the same path. It's just at different speeds. And so. I think I find this with creatives, that we all have very similar personalities. Mm. We all, you know really apply ourselves, I was going to say go balls deep, so I'm just going to say go balls yeah. deep into whatever we're doing, Absolutely like, this, like this now, like yeah. Mark's like, yeah I've got a podcast and rocks it with like three mics, this amazing thing, <laughs> and it's such a designer, perfectionist, committed to the art way of doing things, mm. and I think that kind of mindset, especially when you're creative, and it's almost people pleasing, you want people to like your work, yeah. so you put your heart and soul into it, which is inevitably going to lead to some kind of exhaustion, because you're constantly pushing stuff out that you want to be liked and yeah. you don't have any control over. Well, we were talking last night with Drew, uh, Drew mm. King about this, <clears throat> having a goal, having something to look towards. Yeah. <clears throat> and what I've always said to like young designers and young artists is, mm. art's a journey. Yeah. You will go, you will have different uh, um, aspirations at every year, mm. but you just gotta just go with the flow of things. Mm. Don't overly aim for one thing in particular, yeah. be open to everything that you can. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I uh, yeah I suffered from burnout. Um, for those who don't know, uh, in this uh, this summer, mm. and it was the worst I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, it was terrible. Um, it was working, working, working. I was like, yeah, yeah, got all this money, and then all of a sudden that job <clears throat> ended quite badly. Uh, there was an issue with the artwork, and I don't know if they're going to use it now. And I think it just literally just yeah. collapsed over me, and I was just like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Why am I doing this? Mm. And just had to have a, a break. Yeah. And it's been good because it's given me time to reflect. Okay, am mm. I actually doing the kind of work I want to? Am I yeah. actually aiming for what I want to, or am I just being driven by paying the bills and everything else? So it's it's a good yeah. it's a good thing. It's a horrible thing to go through if you do go through it, but sometimes it can be yeah. like a, an awakening in a way. And I think if we're thinking about if people listening, if they're I think if you're asking the question, am I burnt out, then you're probably on the road to yeah. that. But I think when, I've, when I'm in a position like I am now where I think, hmm, something doesn't feel quite right, it was always helpful for me to ask people that have been through burnout like what those kind of physical and emotional symptoms yeah. were. 
because for me, I've probably had a few peaks and troughs over okay. the last two years of feeling like this. Mm. And for me, it was creatively, I just feel like nothing was sticking. Right. Or like nothing would come. And I was just, or even though the work, <coughs> my clients were happy with the work. Yeah, you I were just satisfied. Not, I just thought this is just bollocks, really. Yeah. And they're happy because they don't know any difference. Yeah. <laughs> It's like your it's like your attitude towards yeah, what you're doing like completely changes. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then also that you just don't what you don't want to do anything creative outside of work. Mm. That was a massive one for yeah, me. Yeah, definitely for me as well. Um, yeah. And it, being creative, it doesn't have to be you know drawing or painting or whatever. It could be anything like photography or cooking. Cooking was a big one for mm. me. The moment I was like didn't want to cook, I thought. Mm, Something weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also that um, kind of withdrawal. Mm. and noticing that your social media flicking a lot more yeah um and physically like for me i'm a bit weird anyway because i'm a bit of a stressy person so i'm always on a level of like uh, adrenaline but yeah. um it, like sleep waking mm. up way too early going to bed, bed way too late yeah uh, not making time to exercise eat well mm. craving salt that's a big one guys for your adrenals yeah um that means your adrenals are depleted um <laughs> But it's, it's true, I think it's, it's being aware of all those things, because I think burnout's thrown out as a, as a term, but what, mm. actually, what is it? And yeah. I think... Well, the fact is, as well, because of social media, we don't talk about this. No. I was having this conversation yeah. with Drew last night, he was like, you're brutally honest. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah. I'd rather be brutally honest. Yeah. Because I know there's, there's a lot of younger people following my content, mm. and I don't want them to think, oh, look, I'm drawing, oh, look, yeah, I've got yeah. all this work, because there are months where I don't have any work. Yeah, that's or fair. I've got to find something else to occupy that while mm. I'm applying for stuff. Mm. So it's trying to give a realistic look at, okay, this is my life and this is what's going on. I have some great projects, but sometimes those projects that I really wanted to work on don't work out. Those yeah. clients can be not so great. So I, I don't think, um, I, don't, I don't think I've had burnout yet or, or that sort of it's stuff. It's coming, Mark. Well, it's coming. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> like, it's over that horizon. Yeah. You're, 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 you're too young to be burnt out. Like, you're too full of spunk and energy and, yeah. and being young. <laughs> and lifting heavy stuff, you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know, because I'm just wondering if it will come. Like, I, if I can avoid it. I think it's been aware of it. I think it's been aware of it. I think it's been aware that you have a limit. Mm. Um, mm. I think with my burnout, it comes from other contributing factors as well, probably lifestyle as well as previous things that I've been through. If you've come from a very solid background where you've got supportive people around yeah. you, I think you will probably go through it, but you'll be maybe a bit quicker to recognise it rather than what I tried to do, which was plough through it. Yeah, That was my fault. I tried to plough through it and oh, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, I'll do another project. And that was my fault. So you learn from that. So now I know, like with this, I've done the Doodle Club for the last few weeks, loved it, but then coming away from it has been good because yeah. then I can reflect on it mm. rather than going, right, onto the next thing, onto the next yeah. thing. And that's, I think sometimes we need to kind of have a little bit, even a couple of days space yeah. between projects. I need so, to take your advice. No, 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 but I'm saying this, but yeah, I don't I bloody do it. So it's, yeah, it's sort yeah. of um, just thinking out loud. So I think, yeah, definitely but burnout is something that can happen, but I guess it's just being aware of it uh, and knowing the safety precautions of how to, okay, right, I'm tired. I need to, I need mm. to stop. And I think we're so, like social media again and the internet in general and the age that we're in, we, we completely ignore like our emotions and our body because we're like, we must be on all the time. Mm. And I'm Gary Vee and I'm going to put five like recording content for you. Yeah. And you think that's great, but actually most mortals can't handle that at all. No. And I think um, 
I was just saying before we started recording, like I have noticed I'm more creative when I take time out to do fun stuff, mm -hmm. whether fun stuff is watching Hip Hop Revolution on Netflix, which I'm obsessed with. I've never listened really, to hip hop really before. And now I'm obsessed with like Nas and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, really early hip hop. Anyway, yeah. um, this white girl just like, <laughs> hood up. But stuff like that, or, you know, when I went to the US earlier this year, mm. I was so busy up to that point and was kind of like knackered and didn't want to go on holiday. Yeah. But I did not think about work at all and I Brilliant. just felt amazing. So I think it is about, yeah, respecting your limits, not believing everything you see on social media because some people. And, and Connor's great at this, hi Connor, because he posts so much stuff. He's obviously been through burnout and he's learned his limits. So he posts stuff, but it's all well scheduled. He might not actually be on social media at that time. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think what we're saying is social media and burnout go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to use social media, be strategic about it um, and pick like I, I pick one platform and do it really well and then do the others kind of a bit shit. But I'm okay with that because I know the one platform where, I'm, where my yeah. clients see me, which for me is LinkedIn, mm -hmm. is where I'm going to put the most effort in. And then Instagram, yeah. I'll do some funny stories or post bits and bobs that might be interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you, you're right, Matt, knowing your limits and, and giving us space. Mm. I think we there's this perception that creativity is this kind of resource that you can just keep turning on and on and on. But actually it's like you refuel yourself. Mm -hmm. There was a coach I met at an event a few weeks ago and he said, see time out as you're putting petrol back in the tank yeah. again. And actually that's your creative fuel. Mm -hmm. So you can't be creative 100% of the time. Yeah. You can be creative well 33% of the time. Mm -hmm. And the other stuff, you need to make sure you're building that in. Yeah, I heard uh, what podcast did very early on um, uh, with an Australian woman, I can't remember her name. Uh, I know, I know, I'm trying to think of a name. Sorry to the Australian You're an amazing woman. Australian lady. <laughs> yes, so amazing, amazing work. Yeah. Amazing work. I think I know who you mean as well, I can't remember her name either. She did book covers and she does um, pins. Um, she creates amazing book covers and, and sort of artwork mm. with cotton, cotton and um, knitting wool. Yeah. And they wraps it around pins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Dominique Faller. There you go. Dominique Faller. There you go. So, Hi, yeah, buddy. awesome work. Uh, it's a great illustrator called. Mm. It's a great illustrator called Dominic Faller. It's not an illustrator. It's not an illustrator. It's a great design creative. It's a great creative called Dominic Faller. Uh, we'll get that in the end. So, <laughs> the point it's is, the point yeah. is uh, that she said that uh, creativity is like a muscle. And mm. Like in the, in the gym, she said, you're, you, it's great to be in the gym and building up muscle because you have to be in the gym to build up muscle. You have to, build, you have to be designing or, or being creative to mm. build up this creative tank or, or you tank can of get muscle. design onset muscles yeah, yeah. No, instead that's, that's, of doms yeah. that's been yeah. my point so yeah. like you do need rest days you do need yeah. things like that um well, this might annoy you too or like spark something Go but on. uh what do you think of uh people that say burnout is like a mind is a mindset well, like, how are we with swearing on this podcast oh fine yeah, fuck it. off it's not a mindset like yes i agree mindset is so important in anything in life when it comes to health success whatever mm. but that's just a ridiculous myth like a ridiculous you can't just be like because you plowed through it i i know for a fact i've done that i've done no i can do this yeah. it is my mindset and i will absolutely nail this thing uh, for yeah. and did it for years and then got really fucking ill so no, it's not a mindset. Yeah. Your approach, yeah, But no, like, be you know, you have to have a mindset, a growth mindset. I agree. 
because you can have your like static mindset and growth and part of growth and I think our journey through life is actually this is getting a bit Buddhist now but like no, healing perfect. ourselves yeah. and understanding ourselves so I know that I have a type A personality I'm a perfectionist I'm an anxious person and a people pleaser so I'm aware of that's fucking great don't I? Like, yeah. <laughs> so but it's true but I'm aware of those things yes. so I know my mindset is rather than trying to change those which I try to do throughout my 20s mm-hmm. I'm going to love and accept those and that becomes part of my work and part of how I work yeah. so my growth mindset is and Chris Doe's really good at this I, I really loved his workshop mm-hmm. that we went to um, he was saying accept who you are and own it with that self-awareness because self-awareness is gives you the confidence to know your boundaries charge what you're worth mm. and do what you love so actually go okay because I know I can be like that I know I need to be forceful with myself and take time out yeah. and only then can you give your best version of, the self, of yourself mm. to the world when you understand who you are so Burnout being a mindset, yeah, you can plow through, but you can achieve that for, I'd say, you could probably do that for two years, and then you'll be really, really ill, yeah. either mentally or physically. And that happened to Tom Ross as well, so yeah. at Design Cuts. Yeah. Um, so having been through it and come out the other side, yeah, I'm not perfect. There are times when I definitely get it wrong, because you yeah. probably find that. Yeah. But it's having the humility to go, actually, this doesn't work for me. And I need to be different. Yeah, and I find it quite funny when talking to people. They go, "But you're very, very honest about that." I'm like, "But you have to be. If you yeah. can't be honest, you if you can't be honest about it with yourself or with the people around you, then that's a problem in itself as well." I mm. think so. Just being honest and saying, "Right, I don't want to do this for now. I need to maybe rethink mm. about where I'm going." That's fine. Mm. I think again, if people think you're dropping the ball. You're not. No. You, you'd be protecting yourself. You're making sure that you are on the path that you want to be, but also making sure that you don't lose your mind. Because um, that can be something if you, pl- like I said, when I ploughed through it, I was going through sort of very, um, what do you call it, manic stages of trying to, well, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, and I've got to do yeah, this today, and do this today, and do this today. And I was like, no, I can say no to this. I can say, no, I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah. Or, like you said, have a schedule for yeah. how you do it. Even just tiny, tiny changes like that made a mountain of difference to me. Because I was just trying to do everything in one day. Yeah. And you can't. Reality. I think it's having a bit of flexibility, isn't it, really? Mm. Um, I think, case in point, being honest about it, so probably a few weeks ago, I'd had two really intense weeks, travelling loads, lots of live illustration, lots mm. of client work. I ended up having like a few panic attacks over like three or four days. Mm. And my kind of irrational brain was going, shouldn't be doing this, I'm doing so well, and I can't be feeling like this. But actually it was my body going, whoa, hang on something's out of balance here mm. and normally that would have knocked me out for a month but because I nipped it in the bud and went ah shit that's why that's happened because mm. I've said yes to too many things I've not prioritised my own rest mm. and I've people pleased and I've not mm. done what I wanted to do yeah. and the moment you recognise that then you can move forward through it and mm. recover um, but yeah burnout is not just a matter of mindset no yeah. no. whoever said that <laughs> no queen that's not what we're doing <laughs> Why? No, that is not right. I'll tell you who it was off camera. Okay, good. Yeah. I'll go and send like but some hate mail. Absolutely, we'll be sending chocolates to them. Yeah, I was going to say, no, I'll take some for you. So, uh, yeah, so I, I was thinking while you were saying that about self awareness mm. and, and knowing when your time's up, not, not when your time's up. Time's up, Jesus. what's happening? Yeah. Well, knowing when, I know what you mean. Knowing yeah. when you're, you're about to burn out or knowing when you're about to have a, have a breakdown or something. Um, it's hard to catch some of the times, but uh, have you two worked on, because I know I have, I've worked on self-awareness quite a lot and trying to figure out who I am and, um, mm. 
Again, that might be getting How old are you again, Mark? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a trap of YouTube. Like, if yeah, you're watching yeah. the YouTube videos, this is where you go down. You're too self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you can be as well. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. You can be. But uh, so, have you, have you either YouTube worked on it, and, and well, now you obviously provide experience as well. Experience brings you, brings you that, and obviously age. But um, yeah, have you got any tips on being more self-aware and catching things, and maybe like stepping back from things? I can give you an example first if you want. You, you go, go for it, it. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I've noticed that I've becoming more patient as, as I go on, and I'm working on that as I'm something I'm working on mm. is becoming more patient in situations where there are arguments or things, and trying to take a third eye like, like look mm. at it, mm. trying to step back from, from those situations, then think about how I'm going to act and then act mm. rather than just acting. Mm. So, um, I think just listening not just to yourself, but to other people around you. I found that particularly when I was going through really bad burnout, everybody else was noticing it but me. Mm. And I just ignored it because I was like, no, they don't know, they don't know in the industry, they don't understand. Listen, if somebody comes up to you and say, I think you need to take a break, I think you need, they need to have a rest, think about it. I think we get very defensive mm. sometimes. So maybe just, just listen a bit more. And also, your, like you were saying, your body tells you mm -hmm. when you are getting into that place and if you are finding that I don't like doing that at the moment why do I feel like that then question it and say okay my, it might be to do with the fact that I'm working too much and maybe take a day off just just listen to your body listen to other people around you I would say it's a big thing for me because um, I, I, I'm very tunnel visioned if I need to do something I don't think about anything else I'm like got to finish that project got to mm. get this done yeah, when actually really it's it can destroy not just yourself but so sometimes the relationships around the people with mm -hmm. the people around you because obviously not many people, I mean, you know, some, some are quite lucky to be married or with somebody that's in the same industry, but a lot of people aren't. Mm -hmm. And they probably don't understand that either. So yeah, having so. that balance is, is quite healthy, I think. Mm. I agree with that. I like that idea of listening mm. to others and yourself. Um, being more self-aware. Like things that have helped me, I mean, I go to therapy and I'm happy to, I should, shouldn't be something you feel like you have to admit, but yeah, like I go to therapy so. and actually, I've noticed a big improvement in me, A, as a person, and B, as a business person, as a result, mm. because it's somewhere where you can go and just vent, and then learn how you react to things, and taking that step back, and going, oh, okay, so at that moment, I was behaving like this, because I was triggered by whatever. Mm. So you learn your own patterns, and what bothers you. So I'm not saying everybody should rush out to therapy, but taking time out, of your day to give yourself 10 minutes reflection time like meditation helps me but some people hate the idea of sitting there like a zen master but just having a <laughs> cup of tea and just having a cup of tea yeah. not scrolling not thinking about something else just give yourself a minute to just breathe yeah um yeah so taking time out every single day for 10 minutes just to reflect um and not rushing like my bad habit is because i'm so determined to get shit done I just go boom, 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 and I don't give myself a beat to think about it. Mm -hmm. um, and working with other creators and actually other people outside of the industry has helped me do that. Mm. And because of the clients I work with, things work slowly sometimes, and I'm desperate to get things done quickly. Yeah. Um, and actually working slower has helped me understand the points of view of other people and other stakeholders. So actually, as you say, being less reactive, so responding rather than reacting, mm -hmm. and giving yourself that breath before... Good, yeah. doing anything another thing that I've learned recently was um, because things went really well really really quickly I think I actually became a little bit of a dick 
because I just thought, okay. yeah. look at me, and Sorry. I'm doing great. <laughs> and it, and actually, it was a friend of mine, um, hi Anita, you're amazing, um, that had a conversation with me, and I don't deal with conflict very well, but I'm no. so glad that she um, reflected back at me some of the things that I was doing and saying, and she said, I know that you don't mean it in this way, but just think about how that comes across to other people. Mm-hmm. So I think I would say I'm self-aware and very aware of other people, but sometimes I get so wrapped up in myself that I don't think about how I'm affecting, how my actions affect others. So actually listening again to the people around you who are going, hang on, you are a, a, a bit of a dickhead there, weren't you? Can you just rethink that? Yeah. <laughs> or just yeah. giving yourself a minute. I think that's the one thing I've learned this year is you don't have to respond right now. And it's okay to say no, or I'll get back to you on that. Can I have a moment to think? Um, Especially on pricing. I mean, someone's yeah, for, a price. for sure. 100%. I always had that meeting. So yeah. I was like, oh, what's, what's it going to be then? I'm like, uh, let's work out. <laughs> yeah, like, let me take a moment to think about it and I'll yeah. get back to you with a, a more considered proposal. But I think also coming on to that as well, it's, it's good to have a community of people around you as well. And that's something that I've learned through some of the projects I've been doing outside of. That I've learned through some of the things that I've been doing outside of my freelance work is actually having a group of people around me uh, keeps me well grounded and balanced yeah. Um, yeah. and actually I've learned a lot also that's another thing I'm a bit of a control freak I don't know if you're oh, the same 100% yeah. are we the same person uh, yeah man? yeah I think we are very yeah. very similar in yeah. terms of personality um, so with the club that I've just set up I got I definitely got two people in so that not only they could help me with the workload yeah. but that I could learn to work with other people mm. because I'm always the one that's running everything mm. and even this week they've been texting and I'm like oh but I can do that and I'm not thinking no no they can yeah. do that. It's okay to yeah. ask somebody else to help you out as well. Um, but just knowing you've got people that you can lean on for advice or support or just to talk through an idea with mm. is really beneficial. And I agree with you. What you were saying with doing the voice calls with the podcast compared to doing face-to-face, you get so much more out of it when you're sat in front of another person and mm. having a conversation as well. Yeah. So I think look for community stuff outside of your freelance work as well I would be another big thing for me. Because um, it can really not only open up opportunities but it can also make you think better about what you're doing and you can walk in there feeling completely depressed about what you're doing and oh, I'm not doing enough my work is shit mm. and leave that feeling really really yeah, good massively, yeah so I'd, I'd say community is definitely something to get more involved in and don't try too hard at being self-aware because you can watch all the YouTube videos you can yeah. read all the books but if you don't learn to listen to yourself it doesn't it doesn't matter mm. Mm. You, you have to find um, what success looks like for you and if that looks like working three days a week and earning a certain amount of money well, that is fabulous mm. if that's working seven days a week and you know charging 20 grand for a speaking gig like uh, Mr Doe mm. then that's your version of success and I think that's where I am now is okay so I'm at this point do I grow or am I actually really happy with what I've got now yeah. and what does success look like so I think mm. it's taking inspiration from elsewhere but having a moment to think what does this mean for me yeah, and realise you're in your early 20s and like you're going to screw up and, yeah. and learn but it's great that you have that growth mindset already yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I, I think it's just something that's I don't know I've been cultured into I guess from, from watching these videos mm. or watching people online and, and other people around me and seeing what they're doing and 
maybe what I can do to. But I also, not I also think, yeah, I also think that that is something that we are born into anyway, from our parents to the people mm. around us. You must do this to get this, to get this, yep. to get this. And actually, to be honest with you, you don't have to. You can say no. I can say, actually, no, I don't want it in my own house. No, I don't want to get married. No, I don't yeah. want to do this. I actually want to focus on my career, and that's okay. It's no one is bigger or better than you. It's just an opinion, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we're all different. I think that's what. Yeah, I mm. think. I spent a lot of my... This is getting deep, isn't it? It is very uh, I spent, deep. I spent a lot of my life trying to be the best at everything and like then realising this is a completely pointless enterprise because what is the best? <laughs> and actually, I I hate it. That, that's why I didn't do a graphic design degree. I wanted to. I started one mm. at Loughborough and then decided, no, this isn't academic enough. I must leave and go somewhere better oh, okay. in mm. my head. Mm. Um, and then I think it's really recently that you just think, actually, I, I don't have to work nine to five, mm. five days a week. I don't have to, you know, do things a certain way. I don't have to live my life in this way. I don't have to please you. I don't mm. have to, you know. And I think that's where, as you get into your decrepit 30s, is that you, you kind of start to give less of a shit. Right. And you think, you know what, yeah, it's a Friday night and I'm going to bed at half eight. Screw yeah. you. Like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. um, it's definitely like a light switch moment. Yeah, you're like, oh it's my really God. strange. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like too old. I feel like the two old, like, wise yeah, owls yeah. sat on a wall. Sort of <laughs> two, <laughs> tiny little mouse. Two, uh, two old biddies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I hope that, like, helps you and, and everybody else in some mm. way. Like, yeah, just chill be. out, guys. It'll all be fine. Yeah. I don't know. I, I still, so I've still got this mindset of, from doing more work, then I'm going to get there faster, sort of thing. Oh, that's interesting. Why do you yeah. think that? Because it's, it's, it makes sense. In my head, it makes sense. If I'm doing the work, if I'm doing more work, it just does make sense in my head. If I'm doing more work in the right direction, it's going to get me there faster. Is that not true? Mm. I think it's true. I'm going to let Matt feel this first. <laughs> I think it depends on... I think it depends on what... It's a really difficult question to answer. Mm. Um, I don't think it does from experience and I can say that because of what I've done I think it's been more selective over what you do that gets you where you want to get faster yeah mm -hmm. so if you're doing it in the right direction if you not necessarily the qu quantity of work it's the quality yeah. of the work that will get you where you want to get to but I've learned that, that I've done billions and billions of projects that are shit yeah. that no one has ever seen but the, I'm remembered for probably one or two of those out of the eight years that I've been doing this. It tells you something. It's, it, I can't predict what will be taken and what won't. I can't predict what somebody will be drawn to and what they won't. Just put work out there, of course, but be selective over, is this fulfilling what I want as well? Mm. Um, but I don't think that there's, I don't think there's, a, there's a natural pathway to getting there faster. And I don't think you really should be aiming for that. I think it's really a case of, you should be enjoying the process of making making work and improving and getting better. Yeah, I think yeah, that should be more the focus, mm. I think, a little bit. Which I, I, I think they're both the same to me. I think I'm making work and I'm, I'm doing it all the time, making more But change it up. What you were saying about doing motion graphics yeah. after we talked to Danny, yeah. that's exciting. It's new, oh, it's different. Yeah. You haven't yeah, done yeah, that. Yeah. So that's, you're still making work, but yeah, you're doing yeah, something yeah. completely different for your portfolio, which might bring another opportunity mm. in that you probably could do four years of drawing artwork and not get that opportunity. So do you know what I mean? It's thinking strategically about, okay, how can I, how can I draw the type of people I want to work with in? What have I got that no one else has got? Mm. If you're thinking like that and doing more work around that idea, surely that's going to be more beneficial to you. Mm. So if you're doing more, if you're doing more work, that's 
But it could be, it could be, or the work could be exactly the same as something you did a year ago. I, for me, it's more a case of you need to keep evolving, you need to keep moving yeah, with yeah, the yeah. industry, and I think I would much rather see so, a varied portfolio from somebody where they have got a range of skills that could make me think, right, this person could do this, and we could do this, and we could do that. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. oh, that works great. Oh, okay, I've seen that. That's great. That's great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, hard to, it's hard to articulate. I think... I think we're going on the same point, but... Yeah. Because I, I agree, I agree, you need a, you need a body of work. And I, I think if, if I had this motion and stuff to it as well, then I've got more more stuff to do. But if I'm keep doing... I'm doing more of the more. So I'm doing more motion, more of this, more of that, and it's all growing together. And it's Yeah, I understand where you come... Yeah. So if I'm just doing more work and evolving it and improving it at the same time, mm. more I, I think that's... But that doesn't... Yeah. I think more... I think we equate more with better. Yeah. And it's not. And I do, think... Yeah. Um, getting anywhere fast, faster is kind of counterproductive. So I, from my experience, when I take my foot off the gas and let things happen rather than pushing for more all the time, better stuff comes my way. Because you've got time to sit and listen and reflect and all yeah. those things we've talked about to go, right, I could do more of this stuff and I could really ram it in today or I could give myself some space, learn some motion graphics and do that and then opportunities will come up as a result. I think, yes, work hard, but work smart and more doesn't mean better. So I see, I see, that, yeah, I see what you mean. So, that's mm. uh, uh, a point I was going to make. It's like, it's like, it's almost like a competitive edge. If I'm working an extra day than you, I think I'm going to get the quicker. If I'm on the same level. Well, I remember somebody saying so I to think me. It's, I still think that's I, true. I, still I think remember somebody saying to me at a meetup. I went to a poster spy meetup, and he said uh, he he works quite. What well, he he says works slowly. He works, spends a long time on one mm. piece of work, and he said to me, he said, you, you know, you're like lightning, Matt. He said, literally, by the time I've gone to bed, you've done five illustrations. I said, yeah, I know. I said, but that's the way that I work. It's and that my artwork is not as detailed as mm -hmm. yours. You can't compare yourself to somebody else. It's. You've got to go with the flow of what you want to do and what you want to create. Um, I just think that doing the same stuff all the time can get repetitive and boring. And it doesn't matter how much work you're creating or how many other days you're doing it, you're still kind of creating the same stuff. I think by maybe take a day out a week to learn something new mm -hmm. or you know, say, right, I have not used this program and I can see a lot of my clients are looking for that. I'll spend a, a day each week, take some time off and do that for myself. Mm. Mm. Maybe a different outlook. That works. No, that's still the same thing, though. It's still like yeah, you're, just you're, extra day, you're still improving. You're still in the right direction. Yeah, you're still working. Mm. So as I'm like, my thing is just like if I work more than you, I can fit more pro progress in there. It's not to say that's going to happen. But it's like think about it as like you're training your body in the gym. You could go to the gym seven days a week. Yeah. But you'll have less gains than somebody that goes <laughs> three days a week, rests properly, eats properly, mm. and gives themselves time to recover. So it's about purpose. If you work, okay, so let's say I work seven days a week, but you work four, but in that seven days I'm knackered, the three of those days are bollocks anyway because I'm tired and I've not mm. done enough, and then I'm panicking about the others. So the knock-on effect is that in a month's time, you'll have worked less than me, but produce better stuff and have a better idea of where you're going. Whereas I'll be tired, producing the same old shit, and not getting anywhere. Yeah. So it's kind yeah, of, yeah. more isn't better. Yeah. Purpose and direction is good, but you need to give yourself time out to look at those opportunities that come up when you're not looking for them so that you can pivot and adapt. Mm. Like I've learned 
motion graphics recently and yeah. animation. Two months ago, I got a clue what After Effects did. Yeah. Now I charge clients to, to build Fantastic. animations for them. Nice. And that came from me looking up and going, oh, I'm just going to pretend I can do this at a, a client meeting <laughs> yeah, yeah. and go, yeah, I can make this for you. And then, oh, actually, now I'm going to give myself the time to learn this and it mm. become a much bigger part of what I do. Brilliant. But that's not because I worked more. It's because I decided I'm going to work differently work and I'm going to do this. But I see what you mean, yeah. and I can't fault your drive, mm. but it's that drive that will lead you to burnout because you want to work seven days a week. And the other thing that I remember one of my lecturers saying to me was, it's a marathon, not a race. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more a case of if you want to have stability, if you want to have um, stability in this career and have a long career, then you need to be like, just exactly what you were saying, be yeah. smart about it. Work out, okay, this may be not working, that's fine, right, we'll swap it up, let's change it maybe take a break, have a week off. I mean, that would petrify you probably to have a week off, but get, have I a week bored, off. Just, I just, get <laughs> yeah. just get bored of it. You just yeah. oh, sit and play Xbox all day. So, yeah. You need better hobbies. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Find, well, you could still do creative stuff, yeah. but maybe away from what you, you, you're doing now. Like, I don't, I've never done a podcast before, but I've spent the last five, six days coming on this with you. It's, it's something different. Yes, oh, yeah, we're still talking about that. That's probably why I'd have for these conversations yeah. as well, because mm. it, it helps my career, but also yeah. it's a little break. And also, that's why I sort of said come to the Doodle Club, because again, it's something you're not confident in, I guess, yeah, with the drawing, yeah, but you got to meet, how many people yeah. did you get to meet? Yeah. Potentially people that can you could talk to yeah, for this. Yeah. So it's, it's, just look at other opportunities and don't dismiss it straight away because it's not exactly what you want to do sort of thing. Maybe that's sort of what I was trying to say. Like it. So more doesn't equal better. Mm. It's a law of diminishing returns. That's the word I was looking for. So <laughs> at what point, it, what's your peak point of, right, if I work that amount, I'm going to get the most value mm. and then work out where that point for you. And if that is six days, great. If that's four, great. Mm. But don't come crying to me when you can't <laughs> open an illustrator ever again because you're knackered. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. the whole point of a of point of graph, and after that, the work becomes less quality. Yeah, yeah. It does make sense. Mm. Got to find out that point. Absolutely. The other thing we wanted to talk about was imposter syndrome, mm. and that was something that you brought up. Yeah. Is there anything particular about that that you want to talk about? Well, I'll touch upon. I suppose there's a few things. Um, first of all, I I constantly have the ship on my shoulder that I'm not from a design background. Right. Um, and I think like when I go to conferences and stuff, I'm almost I'm in this weird grey zone between being a designer and almost being like a researcher, communications person, academic. I don't know. Um, and I think I always feel like I would never quite fit in that camp. And I do a lot of illustration as well, but I wouldn't describe myself as a pure illustrator. So. I suppose I'm just interested to share experiences really about how you have developed like your own confidence in what you do because you have a really distinct style and are really confident in that and I really admire mm. that and I feel like I'm getting there with that but it's almost like confidence to to own where you fit or don't fit. I think I've kind of rebounded, but re, like rebounded from that. I've kind of started to try and just treat myself as a creative person rather okay. than an illustrator. That's I, a good idea. I yeah. think because, it, again, you're limiting yourself to what mm. you can do. And I think with you, again, but all those experiences make you unique. Mm. It makes you unique compared to mm. another illustrator. So okay. it's, again, it's maybe a mindset of looking mm. at what, why am I looking at that as a disadvantage when actually it is quite an advantage yeah, to true. have those skills. Yeah. Um, and like I said to Mark, like, if he wants to go into design, which we've talked about a bit the last few days, that's a good skill you have, but you also have other skills, and it's kind of combi- like you were saying earlier, yeah. combining them mm. to make you unique. Yeah, true. And I think yeah. that that's what sets you apart from other people, and what mm. makes you um, more employable. Employable. I think. Yeah, that's true. Um, but no, I definitely, yeah, definitely in the 
I think also because a lot of the people that I'm friends with are so much better. <laughs> and you, you constantly do, but I, 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 I've had to in the last, even the last 12 months say, but that's them, that's not me. Yeah, yeah. And what is keep reminding, better? Yeah, yeah. Keep reminding yourself of that because that's their career, that's not my mm. career. Mm. I'm spending more time worrying about what's going on with them than actually what's going on with me. So it's again, like you said earlier, checking yeah. in on yourself yeah. and, and making sure. But no, I think it's actually a good thing. I think it's a good mm. thing to have all these skills because even something probably I haven't used for about eight years I might get a client or work in a place and they might say oh I need somebody to do this I can do that yeah it, yeah, it yeah. will come up at some point mm. it doesn't mean that you're not a designer because you didn't go and do a course yeah. or, and I've actually told people on my talk with Mark about unis and colleges I don't think it really matters I think no. it's down to the person yeah absolutely I don't really think you know doing a course gives you that certificate of you know that you are you an are illustrator qualified. yeah yeah. No. And I think I definitely carried that round of oh, you know, I should should I go back and learn more? Mm. But I think you learn through experience, don't you? And I think it it's good to have that foundation. So people that have gone and done a course, that is great because you found a passion and you've been trained in it. Mm. But it, it's kind of thinking about how you can take all of those skills you learn, you know, stuff like project management, working in a team, solving a problem, yeah. responding to a brief that are applicable across all things yeah. to kind of bring that in. But I, I regularly say I couldn't do what I do now without having all of those that experience yeah. prior to that and also like fucking up royally as well mm. to then learn how yeah. to relate to other people I think um, but yeah but you just made me feel better about myself thank you That's <laughs> you're, very yeah. Welcome. Yeah. you're very welcome no I, I think um, yeah I think it's something that we all have from time to time yeah. um, I, don't, I don't I wouldn't say it comes from social media necessarily I think it's just not getting work sometimes that yeah. can play on your mind um, but no I think I think it's I think it's good to have other skills and other things mm. rather than just one core skill it can work for some people and that's yeah. great but I think in this day and age where there's so many opportunities coming in different areas mm. I had this chat with Matt Saunders who's an illustrator and I'm uh, good friends with him and he said the same he's actually got a really good agent but he's he said I don't want to do that work at the minute I oh, kind okay, of want to focus yeah. on something else and yeah. he's working on a game at the moment and he said oh I love it he's, he said I've spoken to so many other artists and said there are so many other opportunities mm. to, other industries to get involved in where potentially you could bring the skills that you've learned from yeah. that and apply it to something else and he said that's what's exciting about it for mm. me and I kind of agree I think mm. it's good to sort of look at different ways you can take it and, to, and, and the things that you've learned and apply it to something else yeah I think, I think that's kind of inspired me like yesterday I had this idea but again taking time out and mm. going, going for a long walk I was like I really want to write, write a book like that would like really yeah. excite me because I can bring these things together um, and I think it is yeah not not feeling like you have to label yourself as anything yeah. to realise that you can you, you can be whatever you decide to be, to be because you, you've labelled yourself as a creative person rather mm. than I am this one thing and I am doing this and, well yeah a creative problem solver whatever yeah. I think it's on t-shirt absolutely exactly. that's it I, I thought where have I heard that before yeah creative problem solver yeah. yeah there you go it's on the t-shirt yeah. blue deer designer yeah <laughs> um, yeah no I think that that's 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 something that's again it's much more of a positive outlook on it yeah. rather than oh I'm not I'm not a designer because I didn't do this or I'm not like that because I didn't mm. do that whereas that's not helpful to anybody yeah um, so I think um, again I've, I've gone to, uh, for therapy this yeah. last 18 months as well been the best thing I've ever done because yeah, it really it again makes you look at why I do what I do why I yeah. think the way I think and try not to correct it but to try and maybe look at it in another way yeah. how I word things yeah, yeah, all that massively. sort of stuff yeah, yeah. how I come across how I take advice or criticism from other people yeah for, for sure so I think yeah no particularly with what you've just said I think imposter syndrome 
I think that again is probably I don't know maybe an influence from from things other people have said or I think it's a self worth thing is it? I yeah, think we're all confidence on this self worth spectrum and all going through this journey to believe that we are good enough. But yeah, I can definitely I I know where it it's come from. Yeah. Um, and actually, I'd probably need to work on that before I mm. then actually fully crack that. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. No. So in some ther- therapy is what everybody mm. needs to go and spend their money on. Absolutely. <laughs> I think it helped. I think it definitely helped talking to other people. Yeah. Mm. That's one reason why there's podcast because you get it's to free know. Free therapy. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so something I've realised this week, chatting to all these people, and it's been amazing. Is and you've just touched on it. Is um, that I'm not. Ju- I, I don't have to be just a designer, mm. and it's 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 cool because you over like when you, like when you're applying for jobs and things, you can't just say you're a designer now. You say you have lots more skills and. Mm. I just didn't think. I didn't see it. I didn't think of it. It'd be interesting to see what, because young designers listen to this. It'd be interesting to see um, how how you can use your own skills. Uh, people listening and and say, well, what other skills have you got? So like for me, it'd be talking to people, uh, running podcasts, being a being a social media uh, guy. I can I can run. Content creation. Content creation, yeah. Yeah, you've made a community um, as well. I think community building yeah, is an important thing to so stuff like realize. that. Yeah, it's, it's looking at what you're actually doing outside mm-hmm. of just being a designer or just what you're qualified in yeah. or not qualified in. Yeah, whatever you want to call yourself. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's a really good tip. Um, finding out what other skills you have mm. and, and then listing them on your CV or listing them on your website. It's quite interesting to look at. So if you let's look at a company that you wanted to apply for and look at one of those key roles that you're looking at, and you look at the amount of things they want you to be able mm. to do. It's yeah. maybe even use that as a list of things. Okay, maybe I should look into that a bit more. Oh, I've never really thought about mm. doing something like that. I might do a bit of work tying that in or something. Yeah. Like I say, it's it's not just drawing or sitting at a computer. You can be creative and meet other people, set up communities like you've done for the podcast mm. and other things, talking to people, you know, don't have to justify it as one thing. Mm. I think even from a free, like from a freelance point of view, if you don't decide to apply to a big design agency, yeah. mm. people will employ you based on how you can solve their problem mm-hmm. and how you can benefit them and your design skills are almost secondary to that. So there are thousands and thousands of graphic designers out there, but there's only one that can fully solve your problem. Mm. So if you show an awareness of that, um, and then you'll do well, I think. And when I like, I send a little information pack to prospective clients to kind of say, hey, this is what I do. Yeah. And the first three quarters of that is about how I do what I do, yeah. my background, who I've worked with, cool. what I try and how I try and understand them. And then I show you them the work. So it's actually about applying that, you know, being a creative problem solver yeah. and all that experience you bring to the table before you even show them your style. Yeah. And then if the style's not right, that's kind of not your fault because that's that's not what they're looking for no. but that's rarely happened to me because I've put the work in to understand exactly what they need and want and then apply, then kind of adjusted the work I show them yeah. to match that right. so yeah I think that's another thing I want I want to touch upon mm. is um, I've talked to Mark about this a little bit this week as well it's, it's not just about your design work it's how you come across to your clients as well mm. and how you communicate with them yeah how have you? Uh, I like the idea of you sending that, yeah. that document about yourself. Yeah. What brought that about? Was it really that you felt that it was the best way to introduce yourself, or was it unique to? I think you know a few things. Um, so it's based on the Futures portfolio. Like I think it's a proposal pack. Okay. And I looked at that and thought I bought it. So Chris, don't um, <laughs> knock my kneecaps <laughs> off or anything. 
But I really like the way that before they even talk about the work, they tell you about them. Mm. And whenever I, whenever I go and do anything or buy anything or seek services from somewhere, the first thing I look at is about me. Because mm. I want to know who I'm working with. That's really important to me. Mm. And the people I work with, I want that to be important to them too. So it came about from a, a, like a personal drive to have that value because I like people to know who they're working mm. with. Um, and I don't just sit there like a robot and take orders. I like people to know who I am and yeah. what I'm into. And, you know, I love Strictly Come Dancing, do you? And like that kind of thing. Um, but it also came out because what I do is, I do, guys, honestly. It's, it's, it's actually. It's, it's your show as well, isn't it? Yeah, come on, yeah. I can see it. What? Get out! Honestly. That's why I don't go out on a Saturday anymore, guys. No, that's it. <laughs> strictly nice. Yeah. Um, but it was also about because the audience and the clients that I work with are not used to. Yeah. creative people coming True. into mass massively yeah. and especially um academics who god love them they're incredible people but you really have to justify what you do and how it can help them before they open their eyes creatively mm. um and so a lot of my kind of introductory pack if you like my speed dating pack as i call it mm. it explains the science behind visual thinking okay. and why it works and i show them visually mm. all of that evidence so it it was about helping my clients understand what I do to benefit them mm. was kind of the driver but also that personal value is I really care about the personalities and the people behind whom I work with yeah. um, and and that's why and I think that's why you know as I said before we started recording clients have seen some of the videos I've done and I really worried like oh shit I'm swearing and I'm talking about all the mm. ways I fucked up royally over the last <laughs> but I thought well that's who I yeah. am and if you don't like it then that's I'm not fine. meant to work with you mm. um, but that's what but I highly recommend the future for their proposal pack because that's what I based it on right, I really really liked it's about like $50 or something but okay. honestly it has won me so much work because yeah. I've structured it in a way Brilliant. that works and it looks like you've Clients like to feel like the centre of your attention mm. and that you're the only people in the world to them. And actually, Tom Ross says, treat every client like your only client. Yeah. And I really try to do that. Mm -hmm. that's so that's, that's part of that, that package, if you like. It, you yeah. know, I had an email earlier this week saying, you've lovingly put this together. We really appreciate that. As a result, can we go for the top package that you've suggested? Because I also nice. show them, okay, so you've given me this broad budget, but here's sort of what's under budget, what's spot on budget, and yeah. here's what's astronomically over that. Mm -hmm. But I always make the astronomically over and the on budget as close as possible right. and give them so much more value. So I always try to get this top bit. Definitely. But as well as that, they understand what they're paying for and why, how and when it will work. I walk them through the whole process and they know the timeline. So mm. it's actually just being as upfront as you can. That's the thing that Cole said, he said, is show the client the process the clients need to not be in the dark because yeah. mm. I think that's a lot of things, things with designers these days that's why they can't feel like they ch can charge so much money it's because the clients they're working with just don't either care or don't want to see the process mm. and they're not showing them the process the designers design, I think designers have to take credit for that as well that mm. they're not showing the process enough therefore you're getting the wrong type of clients yeah. or, or you're not talking about because Cole, Cole's do you know Cole Gray? It's pixel yes you met yeah. Him. yeah yeah so the thing follow him on Twitter yeah so the thing with him is he does YouTube videos about mm. the process and about how did, how his creative stream works um, and how he's going to work with clients and just tips for clients. He's building content for clients. Mm. A lot of designers, like myself, are building stuff for designers. Mm. And it's um, 
it's, it's important mm. if you want to get those higher prices and higher paying clients, you need to cater to those other people. That's a really good point because I think I've recently started creating free resources for my clients to use themselves. Fantastic. And I was initially really scared about doing that because I was like, no, it's mine. You can't have my mm. shit. Like, no. <laughs> um, but now, and I do this on LinkedIn, write articles, show that you're the expert and give away that value for free. And then people go, oh, I want to work with you because you've been really mm. open and you know what you're talking about. Yeah. So that's, that, that is a really, really good, good point. Yeah, it's really good yeah. content. Um, but there's no harm in creating things with the designers because then that helps build your profile in the yeah. community and I could absolutely be better at that. Mm. But actually, you have to be strategic and think, well, who's paying my bills here? Yeah. Like, mm. who do I need to get work from? And I think, yeah, giving value with no expectation of return is where I think we should all be heading towards, really, because it's only through, you know, people work with people, people want to know how you can help them. Mm. Um, and I think where I see a lot of young designers and some business people, especially on Instagram and LinkedIn, falling short, and we've all done it. Yeah, yeah. We've gone, we need to post something, so I'll just post something quickly. Yeah. And it's like, look at this great shit, hey! But nobody engages because you're not helping them or no. you're not giving them value. Mm. And I think the moment I had that mindset shift, that made posting easier, she says, having not really posted on Instagram that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, that kind of mindset flip, and I, it really helped me do better for my clients so I could charge yeah. more money and go after bigger clients because I was there for them mm-hmm. and not for me yeah. and not being like, well, if I get this client, I look really good. It's actually, no, I can help you solve this problem. Mm. Um, so basically, just link me out of your clients all the time. Absolutely. I think, within reason. <laughs> But be a consultant, not an order taker. Mm. Um, yeah, and don't be afraid to suggest or say. Actually, I, li- I like that idea. But have you thought about it in this mm. way as well? Because again, they're hiring you to problem solve too. I think a lot of people mm. I've spoken to are just sort of like, "Yes, I'll do what you want. That's fine. Yeah, we'll go with that idea." When in your gut, you're like, "But I think you could do it this way as well." Mm. So it's, again, just work together as a team. That's the way I try and approach with my yeah, clients. Team, We're working together. Yeah. Yeah. We're working together to make the best possible outcome for them that not only helps me, obviously, with my design work, but also with their projects as well. So Yeah, yeah and I think, when, especially when you're a young designer, you have to, there's, we're talking about having a ladder or having a thing you go through of sort of like design prostitution where you throw <laughs> yourself in. That's a good way of terming it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I like that, design prostitution. prostitution. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you throw yourself in and working for £15 for, for I don't know, I don't know mm. when it really oh, starts well, start off. Yeah. I think everyone has that. Did you, did you have it as well? Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just pretend I did. Sure, make sure. Never yeah. did that. No, yeah. no, of course not. <laughs> of course, because you go, yeah, a logo's 50 quid or whatever. Yeah. And you just think, well, no, it's not. It might be. That's the thing, though. That's at that thing. stage, it might it be. It is yeah. at that stage, and that's okay. Yeah. Mm. So I think that there's a thing, and we've talked about Christo a lot on this podcast, so I'm going to say something negative about <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um So the thing about him is that he's saying that I might be getting it wrong, but from other people who said to us on this podcast as well, they've got the impression that he's saying that you should be charging 50 million pounds, well, I don't know, a thousand pounds for a logo. Now, at young age, you should you should be knowing what you're valuing, your value is and, and all that. But I think there's some benefit to starting off at 15 pounds. It's like it's really, really cheap prices. Because yeah. you learn that actually, yeah, I shouldn't be working for this, but you learn it organically. And maybe that's what I need to do with burnout as well. But, <laughs> but I think this is what Chris is saying. Uh, in defence of the god of my life, is <laughs> you're not charging a grand for a logo. You're yeah. charging a grand to think the logo is the product of that. You're you're charging the client for the value you're bringing to their business. Mm. So if you're creating a logo, 
yeah, that logo might take you 30 seconds or however long, you know, mm. however quick you are on Illustrator. But you're being paid for the thinking behind that. So what are your business goals? Who are your competitors? Where do you want to be in five years' time? What does this need to go on? And how? who are we talking to? You're being paid for all of the expertise that you bring into solving that problem, mm. not But maybe you know, if you're starting out, you don't know. But if you're starting out, you don't know. At yeah. that point, you're giving them, you're giving them a, a, a thing. Mm. So I'm paying you 50 quid for this thing. I'm buying a pair of trainers, a, a logo, whatever. Yeah. Whereas when you get more experience, you realise, oh, hang on, in order for me to design a better thing, mm. I need to understand what the context is so I can give you a better thing. And the way I try and explain to clients when they go, oh, that's expensive, can you tell me why? Um, I always say, well, where do you want to be? And how much do you, and this is Christo value pricing, this isn't me, mm. how much do you stand to make? Yeah. So, okay, so this yeah. is an investment of 1% to get you to there this tiny logo is the conduit the thing the catalyst for all this idea and strategy being reality yeah so you're paying one percent of that potential reality through this thing yeah and they go oh okay fine yeah yeah so it that's it but it's about the learning you your craft it. and learning the being a business person and mm. speaking in business terms and return yeah. on investment that then means you can charge more but I agree you have to start somewhere my logo was first logo was 50 quid mm. but then it, I thought oh hang on but in order for me to do that I had to know all these things and did all this research and I didn't tell the client yeah. so now I tell the client exactly what I do and walk them through the pro whole process yeah. and show them right at this point we'll do this so I start all my design work any work with a two hour I call it discovery session Mm. where we have stuff, one in here had all the stuff all over the wall that was about what's our purpose what's what's our why the Simon Sinek what's our why that's where we start okay so who are we talking to and using how what where when um, and all those question like specific business questions mm -hmm. and then we get to the end and I've built them using a matrix that I'm going to give out for free on LinkedIn bit of a hint uh, called an affinity matrix that basically tells you exactly what we're doing what goals we're going to hit, how we're going to measure success and what the thing will be. Mm -hmm. And then a build a build portfolio, like a build pattern okay. uh, or a build schedule. So they know exactly what's coming and when, all the feedback steps. Brilliant. And then what they can expect from me and when. Yeah. So it's that's what they're paying for. They're paying mm -hmm. for me to solve the problem and think, not the thing. And I also think this is another thing I do when I'm working with a client and I'm emailing them. I tell them what that money is for. Yeah, yeah. Like so you're not when just you, ripping them off. No, no. Yeah. So basically, when so I, I I quote the job. I'll explain what this cost is for. What's that? And then I'll say this includes da da yeah. da da. Because if you put it into context, they go, Oh, I get it now. Yeah. Not oh, you just pop out a logo or you pop yeah, out a design. Yeah. Just you make a list. Here yeah. you go. Ta-da! Yeah. Logo. Um, but it's more a case of <laughs> yeah, we don't want to have that image. Yeah, in there. Yeah. Uh, but basically, just list what that money includes, what it's what it's for, yeah. the worth of that, yeah, yeah. and then that will make it easier uh, for the client to grasp that. Because again, you've got to talk their language as well. Mm. We're very sort of, but you should understand. Like, but yeah, not yeah. really. It's it's a case yeah. of again, it's the way you word things, the way you approach people. I think there's levels to clients as well because he. You can do a £50 logo and it can fit the business because that's all they're looking for at the moment. Which we were talking about to Carl. Yeah. yeah. But there's, yeah, I think client, yeah. for, for young designers, to bring it around to them is, I think you, a new designer is not just young age. But, um, no, thanks, Mark, for including us old people in there. No, no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean if you've come, you've come into design like Yeah, 50. like later on, exactly. Yeah. 50 is the new 20, so. <laughs> that's it, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was that. Sorry, I totally interrupted you. Uh, I need to be better at that again. I actually lost it. Sorry, lost it. that was me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so bringing it back around to young designers, or new designers, hmm. yeah, but that they might start charging at 50 quid. So it's kind of how we apply what we just said to depends those. On your oh, yeah, yeah, depends yeah, yeah. on so your experience. So, yeah. so learn... So those young designers, instead of going up charging 50 quid for a logo, you should try and, before you do that, try and learn the, the, the reasoning why you're doing a logo, not just to create a pretty mm-hmm. picture. Absolutely. You need to figure yeah. out all the points, all, all the reasons, what you just mentioned about about the, the thought behind it, the uh, the process, and, and actually having to find process before you go out there. It's a difficult thing because you can, can sometimes learn on the on the job as well. Exactly it's a very right. difficult yeah. thing to, I think also for me, what I've discussed. You have to learn on the job to an extent. Yeah, of course you do. And I think the other thing as well, I, I'm very hard on is making sure that we understand how business works, how to, you know, to, 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 to run your own, your own business, contracts, licensing, all these things. Mm. You know, I have, I've got like a demo contract that I've sent out. I sent it out to 30 people that work in the industry because I'm like, they've been working for like, yeah. you know, and they've not used a contract and it scares the hell yeah. out of me because in terms of the ownership of your work, you've created that logo for that company. You've had a percentage in, making that successful if it is to become successful there should be some compensation back I always remember geo saying it's okay to do things for for a lower price but you need to get something back as well mm. it needs to you need to find a, a, a happy medium a balance between the two um, and that stuck with me the last time because i was always like oh, i need this kind of money it was like yeah but also you if, you, if i haven't got the budget negotiate something yeah. out of that as well yeah. use that as a say okay right but if you could put my website, my name on this, 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 and this, and this, and put that in your contract, they are then they then have to do that, which could bring more traffic to you as well, bring more potential mm-hmm. clients. It's trying to find, again, negotiating, trying to find a happy medium if the client is quite small. Because um, with all of my clients that I've worked with, whether they're a small band or a big company, I want to be credited. I want to be credited on your social media, even just the artist buy on the back of the products or something. Just because on the off chance that could bring me in work. So is that something yeah. you put in your contract? Then? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like, logo you could, design you, is different. You can't really. Logo do that. design you can't. No. So you can put it in special terms. So if it is something that is a social media campaign, they don't have to put my name and website in every post. But at least if you are credit launching it. it, credit it. Mm-hmm. Put it a tag. I see that. Something like that. Unless they pay you a lot of money to say, yeah. no, we're not going to do that." Well, it's, it, that's down to you whether you take the yeah. job or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everybody's got different a- expectations. I just know that the more people that see my work and know it's done by me, the more likely I am to get more work. Yeah, well, of course, that's true. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. it was a client recently and they dropped the budget. I quoted it at nearly seven or eight grand. They couldn't go over five. And I was like, right, well, if we're doing that then, in the contract, are you okay to credit me on your official website, on the app store? Or that? Mm. Yeah, that's fine. Because that then compensates to me, the loss of yeah. money, because that's free advertising for me. Mm. So it's trying to work out a happy medium. Yeah, but I, yeah. I agree, I, I could be way better at that. And I think when I started to do like live scribing and live illustration, mm. I think I still struggle with this, like the licensing of the image. Yes. So um, I went to an event who I was being employed by one client, but the event was actually for a much, much, much bigger client. Nice. The kind of client you walk in and go, Right, I didn't know this was this was totally not what I was reading yeah, yeah. on. So they've paid for my time. I was there for two hours, so the, the time of that is what they paid for because that's sometimes how I try. I think it was early on. Okay, but yeah. the value that they were getting out of that image across that company 
was mm-hmm. insane. And that is when I thought, bollocks, I should absolutely have done better with this contract. Mm. And I need, I'll probably need to talk to you about this match. Yeah, that's fine. Licensing is really thorny, especially when you're doing something live, because you're like, are you paying for my time there? Or are you paying for and what I produce? Because that is a a representation of what's happened. So it's sort of the event. The way I would look at that is, for me, yeah. could be completely no, I wrong. Really, I, appreciate I, I, I think that they should pay you for your time, but also what that image is bringing as well. Yeah, so the license fee is what that money is. Yeah. So that's a value of what you yeah. could come to. I think licensing is definitely something I want to learn more about in terms of talking to legal teams as well about yeah. that. Um, Coming soon to the podcast, by the way. Yes. Oh, nice. No, I, I think it's really important though because it's mm. everybody's use case is so different. Yes. Um, so I, I think your your price for the event is separate from the licensing. Nice. Okay. So yeah, I think is. your how your how much mm. your how much you're paid to do the event is one thing, but your licensing is the value of that work and what it will bring yeah. to the company. That's how I def- so when I work for game studios, for example. Yeah. They can pay me for the image and the time it's taking me to do that to solve the problem, but if they want to use it on let's say posters, t-shirts, that that then becomes the licensing and the contract mm. and you pay that extra money to use it for those purposes so I get a percentage out of that. So being um, cheeky, like how, let's say for example you've, you've created the artwork for a, a games company mm-hmm. um, and you've charged them X for your time, like what's kind of the ballpark figures for licensing? It's very so, difficult to kind of know because this is, this is where the, we, we, need to, we need go, to discuss it. Yeah, we need to be transparent. And open I so I reach out to three illustrators who yeah. one is at the same level, one yeah. is higher, and one who is maybe a little bit lower. Yeah. And I ask them, right, if you were given this project, what would you, what would you charge? That's a good point. Uh, because the the figures that come back can be quite different, but they can. They're roughly in be in a ballpark yeah. so Rod Hunt is somebody I speak to quite a yeah. bit Tim Easley I speak to okay, as well yeah. and we sort of say right this project's come in what do I include in this because sometimes they say oh well, have you thought about this because you might want to include yeah, that in the licensing okay. potentially if this goes that way mm. good idea I'll pop that in there um, Rod did something brilliant for Tim so Tim got a job come through for I think it was an advert and he broke down right what the first year would be what the second year oh, would nice. be what the okay, third year yeah. would be and that's what you quote it at if mm. you want to quote it at that you can if you don't feel comfortable with that figure drop Just it by a couple of thousand yeah. drop it a bit more work within your again it comes down to experience have you done that mm. job before because Rod's got like 20 odd years of experience yeah. it's a totally different thing but just even having a figure yeah. a potentially what you could get and because he was paid for that job yeah. and that's why I'm much more at the moment about not relying so much on these organisations to give us quotes I'm actually more interested to talk to people that have done those jobs yeah, okay. what the budget is yeah. and having open conversations about money because I suppose that's the with the clients that I work with, they're not always used to working with designers. So and it's almost like the blind leading the blind. Yeah, and I'm thinking, but it's, it's recently, especially when I got burnt with that, and I thought, mm. this is, I oh, yeah, this is horrible. It's horrible to think mm. you're being devalued for what you do, yeah. especially when you feel like you've been um, deliberately kept in the dark. Mm. So they didn't uh, tell you at all? Until no, you did. I so thought it was bad. for one client. No, no, no. Arrayed, arrived at the venue and was like, okay, so this you, is not... You could have actually refused that gig. Yeah, but I mean... No, I know, but... you yeah, in a, in a, a, company in a bit, there. Like, no, absolutely, but in terms but, of, again... But it's definitely yeah. made me think, like, yeah. licensing. Tr- mm. treat, treat the fee for the job as separate, your license... No, what you're using it for. Yeah. Okay. So your licensing covers, basically, the length of time, mm. um, what it's going to be on, and also in terms of... The longevity of that because yeah. you could work let's say for example you work with a company that's just starting out and they want yeah. to do a logo brand for their t-shirts 
it just gives you that percentage each year. Mm. If it if in twelve, you can do it as small or as long as you like. Yeah. So let's say they want a six month review. Yeah. If it's not going great, you can say right. Well, we can either end the contract here, or if yeah. it is going really good, well, then we can continue it. Yeah. It's given that flexibility. flexibility. Yeah. Mm. But you can base that on right. So what do you both think as a team would work best? What plan would work best for yeah. your client? If they are bigger and you know that the money is going to be there, they mm. say right. I'll do a year's contract. Tim actually includes the fee of the job in with the licensing, mm. I do it separate because I think it, I do it, separate. it helps me identify what what is what. Mm. So that if somebody questions it, I can say, well, no, you paid this for this time. Mm. This is obviously the fee that I've, from industry standards, that I've yeah. spoken to other people and what they're being paid for the same thing. Mm. So I think if, you, if you're struggling, speak to other people yeah. that might have done that job. Because yeah. even if they don't have the answer, they might know somebody else that does. That's true. And I think a shout out, because I've just recently joined the Association of Illustrators. Yes. Um, and they do like contract and licensing stuff. Mm-hmm. So for anybody listening, it's worth checking them out mm-hmm. and paying the subscription like fifteen quid a month. But I actually need to. Um, I'm going to be honest with that. So Matt, I know Matt's talked about it before, and oh, say it. <laughs> so basically, we I agree with Matt. I think it's better off just to talk to a designer. Really, and not bother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They, they are great. The only issue I have with them, and I could be completely wrong, and I apologise if I upset anybody. Um, they they have information in terms of contracts licensing mm. everything this information should be for free oh, I think, it's behind the paywall isn't it? I, th- yeah, I yeah. think um, I get the, I understand the campaigning and changing the laws absolutely for that we need people like that what I have an issue with is we're charging young people to come into this industry not giving them the tools they need to work in it and yet mm. we're charging them for that mm. I got a contract of a mashup between the AOI and other people I've spoken yeah. to and then if anybody says to me, I don't understand this, I send them my contracts and say, right, read the T's and C's in that. Mm. Then you understand what you're looking for, how you should price things, because yeah. that is so important, because that's not that's going to boost everybody. Yeah. If they're aware of that and they're getting more money, mm. the next time they hire somebody else, it's going to be the same budget, yeah. if not more. Yeah, if yeah. we keep... If we keep everybody in the gutter and keep them yeah. down, it's not going to grow the industry. It's going to keep us everybody in the I same agree. place. And I think it's about this transparency, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's not saying they're wrong. Like it's... you say, then, like the client's budget was eight and it went down to five, and I was like, you got paid eight grand, near or you were, could have been yeah. paid eight grand for yeah. some yeah, illustrations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, part of that was the licensing because yeah. it was a massive global platform. It was a big client. It's a big yeah. client compared to say, hi, I'm Joey Butcher, and I want to do this. It was, you know, you've got to. You've got to look, do your research about, mm. like particularly with the studios I've worked for, I look how much money they're earning, yeah, that's fair. their investments and work yeah. that out. But that's part of your research. Mm. You know, people would be thinking, what the fuck are you want about like licensing? What does that mean? What, what does licensing mean? Why, why can't you just get paid for a project and then that'd be it? So here's an analogy. It's like you using a taxi service forever and paying one fee. Oh, I like that. I'm definitely going to write that down. <laughs> right. And I'll credit Matt. Okay. You go into a restaurant and you say, right, I'm paying one fee, but you feed me for life. Oh, That's yeah. the that it devalues the product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that company is growing, and you're just you're sat. Mm. If you charge licensing, you're on an equal par because yeah. your product is pushing, um, your design work is pushing that company further, mm. and you're getting still a cut from that. So this is quite good because I've definitely shot myself in the foot with some of this. Yeah. So we've got with clients that I love and admire, and who often refer to Mark sometimes. Mm. I've definitely priced myself for the time and then not thought about the product and thought, shit, so, that's where you so learning point money. for me. Okay, so that's where you earn the most money. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. If you think about the big guys, what yeah, majority yeah. of it is licensing. Yeah, that's true. Because it's they can be paid for like a day. Uh, so I have a daily rate. Some people yeah, have an too. hourly yeah. rate. Whatever. Um, that that's great, but you can't live off that. Whereas if you've got yeah. a job that, so for example, uh, Matt, who I talked about earlier, he did some branding for W uh, for M and S. Yeah. It was all the Halloween stuff. If they want to use that again, they have to relicense it for another year. Okay, He's earning yeah. money off that by doing nothing. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. So, so is that paid? Is that we're getting into specifics here, but I think it's helpful for everyone. Yeah, yeah, licensing. Yeah. So, are you paid upfront for that license, or are you paid incrementally over a certain period? So let's say it's for a year. Yes. Are you paid right at the beginning of this year? We pay everything. And then they've got it for a year, or do they pay you like monthly? The first like year, I usually ask for it upfront. Upfront, okay. The yeah. second year, um, it depends on how well they're doing because you've got. Yeah. A, I think in a year you've got a better idea. Yeah. Six months to a year, you've got a better idea in terms of their growth if they're okay, open yeah. about it. Yeah. It depends on their communication, um, but no, I always include it in the price because if mm. they obviously want to use it for that platform, if they're a growing business, then absolutely that, that, yeah, that yeah. business model might fit better. Yeah. Um, but majority of the people that I quote big licensing fees for they've got that money okay. and I know they have because they yeah. um, I only have to look on Wikipedia and I know what investors yeah. they've had so you you do your own essential yeah. like research from that but okay. yeah I treat them as separate things yeah you your time and the work that you've done but then look at the bigger picture okay that work is bringing in money to that company yeah without that they would but not as much so yeah. you need to take a cut from that because without your work yeah. you wouldn't I think having this conversation is so important because in my mind I'm just going, oh god, I should have done it for that, yeah. and I should have done it for that, <laughs> and oh, I could have been making loads of bloody money off that. Yeah. But that's that. But it's not just about making money. We never talk about it. It's not just about making money. No, no, well. no. It's about true. protecting your. It's about being fair to the creativity yeah, yeah, and yeah. the yeah. industry. And the uh, big thing, yeah. the industry, because what you do will affect other people. Exactly. Yeah. Nice one. Mm. Um, I've got to because we've got a car park. Unless you want to pay for the fine. Yes, that's but, right. But, but no, I want to ask a couple of last questions, and um, we'll finish the the um, licensing chat on another episode, and um, that will be a clip on its own. So um, it's going to be some. That's a really good yeah, conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've learned something massively. But, um, yeah. That's all right. Yeah, yeah always feel free, yeah, always feel free to email me if you need yeah. to. But that's anyhow. definitely something I want to talk about on the podcast more. Is is that behind the scenes stuff that no one ever talks about because it needs yeah. to be talked about. Yeah. So the last couple of questions. Moving on. Thanks to Drew for this question. Uh, what drives you and, and uh, motivates you? <laughs> uh, okay. oh, what drives question. me? Yeah. Um, so when I take on a job, I do a lot of work with universities that do really groundbreaking research that nobody ever hears about. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's the the ethics of that research. So it, what drives me is that. I'm constantly trying to give people good information to make a difference, and that sounds cheesy, no. but academics are shit at saying, here's my research, this is why it's great, and this is how we can help Joe Bloggs down the road. Mm. So for me, it's about how what I do will help translate this amazing research into results for the everyday person. So for example, I'm doing some work at the moment to help uh, GPs prescribe like community prescriptions basically to help people that are isolated and might have chronic health problems they might have English as a second language so we're creating uh, like an illustration series that will be online on social media I'm thinking about licensing already Good. and in GP surgeries that help people understand why they've been prescri prescribed something and how they can make their lives better okay. that's what gets me up in the morning is nice. knowing that the stuff I'm doing is genuinely helping people get somewhere mm -hmm. so I suppose that but also this relentless perfectionism, anxiety, constantly trying to prove myself. Um, 
and enjoyment, I think. Mm. I didn't start being my own boss because, you know, I thought, well, oh, this is going to be hard and horrible. I did it because I'm a creative person. I get bored very easily, so I can actually go and do shit that I love to do. Yeah. And meeting people like you guys and doing stuff like this. Mm. And I suppose that's what motivates me, to make the world a better place. Amen. Something like that. <laughs> Namaste. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what, what, uh, what's your best purchase? No, 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 no. Ask that oh, you asked me that okay. last time and I told you it was right. shampoo, so I'm definitely oh. not going to do that again. <laughs> I can do what's the point I was asking. Um, life advice? Life it? advice, that was the next one. I couldn't think of it, thank you. Um, life advice? Do you, have any, do you have any life advice? Doesn't have to be design. Um, life advice. Two things. Take your time and realise it will all work out in the end. Cool. And don't force it. Three things. Cool. Just calm down. This is my own advice to mm. myself. I feel like you're telling me something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> calm down. It will happen when it's meant to happen. And don't push it too hard, because that's when you get tunnel vision and shit goes wrong. Good Life advice. advice. Good advice. So the whole week's just come down yeah. to that. And don't support yeah. Derby County. That's another piece of advice. <laughs> good bit of advice, actually. Yeah. That's yeah. a very good bit of advice. Uh, or go out drinking with your teammates and drive home. There we go. I've seen that in the news recently. <laughs> yeah. It's it? No, oh. no. It was um, Richard Keogh, the captain. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Bennett yeah, yeah, yeah. and somebody else. Oh, yeah. No. And like really bad for Derby that. <laughs> Unlucky. Football lads, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, ask me one more. I like these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see. Yeah. Um, I just want to be remembered. So you asked me that last time. And I said something really shit, and I still don't have a good answer. That's fine. Um, I'm interested. Oh, I can't. I can't mention Chris Doe again because that's getting really embarrassing. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> uh, so I wait. How do I want to be remembered? I've seen a nice person who, again, a really sh- I don't know, a good person that tried to do their best, and I think that's all we're trying to do. Mm. If I can help one person sleep a bit easier at night, I've done a good. That's success to me. I think. Nice. Yeah, Plus earning good. shit tons of money and <laughs> <laughs> Apple, and I want a football team. <laughs> no, genuinely, if I've helped one person have their life in a better, you know, experience their life that little bit better, mm. I've, done, I've done what I should be doing. Wicked. Okay, that's yeah. really cool. Great. Uh, what's your best purchase under hundred pounds? Right, I said shampoo last time, which was the worst answer because it was this great shampoo mat. Honestly, okay. I mean, I'm re- uh, I'm really missing out. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> best purse under a hundred pounds. Yeah. Oh, under under a hundred pounds. Oh God. Okay. It is tough. Enough. Everyone's such a bull. Everyone's hard. spending more than hundred pounds these days. Yeah, which no, is silly, no one, isn't it? No one's like, oh yeah. Particularly for uh, things that help you with. Okay, your here's job. a really generic answer: books. Books mm. are the best things I can buy for under hundred pounds. That's probably pounds. correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Probably so answer. maybe a Kindle so that I could then which I don't have yet, so that I could load like you know, load loads Oh no actually no I'm gonna change that answer. Experiences. Go for twenty quid to take your mate out for you know, to the football or for a drink mm-hmm. or as I've got older I mean a bit I'm you know, obsessed with hoarding things, I like to collect things, but mm. as I've got older it's having those experiences. Yeah. And especially when I was really unwell and I couldn't do all those things, to now be able to do them mm. is just such a joy. Mm. So yeah, spend your money on people and time and experiences, not things. Nice, that's a good, that's mm. good. Advice. Love that. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? Say hello to you on social media and check you out. Uh, so you can find me at niftyfoxcreative.com and then at niftyfoxcreative on every other social platform ever. Apart from Snapchat, because that's creepy. Yeah, I'm not on Snapchat. I don't yeah. get that. Yeah, it's for younger, younger people. No, yeah. See, so. my friends are on it, but when I when I did the 
business stuff, I thought, I can't do another platform. I just no, have too much going on. Saturation. I've got too much going on, I just can't mm. do another platform. Oh, I should say then, Laura Evans on LinkedIn. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 that's good. Because okay. um, that's where I'm hanging out quite a lot. And Nifty Fox Creative was on there as well. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. You do have, yeah. yeah. It's like a mm, business yeah. page, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got a business page as well, but I'm way more for like, Laura Evans. Yeah. Brilliant. That's Thanks, it. Guys. What a podcast. Yay, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Mass and Laura again just smashed this one. I can't believe how much good advice was shared in this episode. Uh, I hope you found it. I hope you took out all the golden nuggets. Um, if you did find it useful, please do share it around on social media. Tag at Creative Waffle on Instagram. Take a screenshot, tag at Creative Waffle. Or share it on social media, on Twitter, uh, on Facebook. We've also got a Facebook page as well now, Creative Waffle. And yeah, thank you very much for checking this out. I hope it helped you, I hope it inspired you. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Cheers.